One of the most important things that you can learn to do is manage fluctuating income months and prepare for fluctuating income months because we can manifest all the money that we want to come into our life. But if we don't actually know how to manage the money that is hitting our bank account, then we're never going to get ahead. Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Intuitively Connected podcast. I am your host, Riley June. I am honored to be your intuition master coach and empowerment leader who has spent the past half a decade perfecting a method to walk you through deep cellular transformation so that you no longer need healers to help you thrive in your life. I have had the honor of supporting thousands of women across the world and watching them move through deep transformations from finding themselves, ridding the limiting beliefs and hurt of their past, finding that deep soul intuitive connection that we all desire and seek, and having them walk away a more empowered and connected version of themselves, thriving in so many different ways. This podcast is here to bust down the new age deceptive, manipulative energy tactics that are often found in the spiritual industry, sharing credible guests transforming lives with specialized gifts and modalities to not only equip you with the knowledge of what to do, but to inspire you to take that action so that you can rise and thrive now and in your future too. From intuition, faith, mindset, emotional intelligence, physical care, and so much more, this weekly dropping podcast every Monday will give you the dose of knowledge you have been praying for. It's time to get you intuitively connected now. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Welcome back to another session. I am super pumped to have Sandra Joe on the show today talking about all things manifesting and managing money. This is one of those areas that though she more tailors the information towards entrepreneurs, Even those of you who are on a journey in your personal life wanting to manifest more money, the job raises, the unexpected checks, the experience, whatever it is, the paid off debt, this episode is still going to be so wildly important and valuable to you in so many ways. So make sure you have a pen and a paper with you so that you can start taking notes because it is not one that you're going to want to walk away with with just another okay, listen to a podcast today. No, like take notes. I want to share with you some special updates before we dig in. And one really powerful passage that has stood out for me as I have been on this journey of just this incredible self-discovery, which is ultimately the journey that we're all on. Having talked to many of my clients recently and even those of you through Instagram chats and DMs and messages and in the groups, the one thing that you're really challenged with right now is finding your identity, who you are. And right now, as I'm digging into new levels of my own growth and faith and intuition and even the direction that I'm going, there's some really super fun and exciting, huge things that I have planned for 2023. 
that I'm even getting started on creating the opportunities and the networks now in September. So four months until the new year and even into the new year, this new project will likely not take place until probably July or August. So just understand that when you're going through self-discovery, when you're really looking at creating goals and visions and dreams, it's about learning how to move beyond the day-to-day. When you're looking at every day with the tasks and the chores and the lists of things to do, and you're not taking time to step back and look at the bigger picture, why you're healing, where you're going, the space that you've created in your life and what's new, what's an opportunity, what else is possible for you, networking with like-minded people to get inspiration, to become more motivated, to have more ideas and breakthroughs come into your life then you will constantly perpetuate this same feeling of not being enough or not knowing enough or ultimately not knowing who you are. So I'm not going to quite share yet what this project is, but just know that it's so exciting. Oh my goodness. I haven't been this lit up in quite some time, but it is just everything. Okay. I'm not going to get too much into it because otherwise I'm going to start spilling the beans. So in this chapter of my life, I'm really finding that as I discover who I am as a main role, a main character in this new identity, in this paradigm shift, in this new stage of my life and healing and development, that there is something so wildly profound and true that you equally get to take away and really look at within you. And I'm going to share it first from the perspective of this passage, which is Matthew 9 verses 27 to 30. And it is the two blind men healed. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, carrying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus sternly warned them, saying, See that no one knows it. But when they had departed, they spread the news about him in in all that country. And this passage came to me this morning when I was doing a our Faithful Friday talks in the Divine Expander group, which by the way is free. I highly recommend you jump in there. There's incredible value for you. Tips, insight, trainings, teachings, discounts, community, and so much more. But this passage was really sh- speaking to me in terms of When I'm going all in on something, when you're going all in on something, at the foundation of those choices and those decisions and that faith, how much do you actually believe that one, it can be executed, it can be done, it is achievable, even if it seems like the journey and the road and the steps are far off or a long time or going to take some form of big amounts of work, Do you have the fullest of faith that not only that you can experience it, you can strive for it, you can go to it, but equally have the faith that 
God is going to be with you. And even in the hiccups, the things that don't go your way or the or the uh, guided directions into other paths, into other experiences, do you have the foundational faith that beyond your own vision, one, you will execute to the furthest extent, but most importantly, you will have the faith that God will continue to show you the right way. Sometimes we, and oftentimes we, rely on ourselves to say, this is the only way. This is the only direction. Even with this project that I am creating and I'm visualizing and I am stepping into making happen, there will be many challenges along the way. And there will be so many times where I am required to lean on such deep faith. And there will even be many times where I am guided into different directions to take different decisions. Whether the end result of this project becomes into, like turns into fruition, like it becomes real. I am going to walk down this path to execute on this vision And I am going to trust that God is going to support and supply me with all the means necessary to either get to the end result or step into something even bigger. And in that experience, that is where maybe even you find yourself struggling to actually hold the vision or actually see through to the end because you are plugged into this I am going to do it. I am going to manifest it. I am going to create it. It will be the case. But what if that vision, what if that direction, what if that guidance is only a part of the intuitive guidance coming through? Is only to get you to think differently, to step differently, to move differently, to connect differently? What if that vision that you initially have is leading you to something even better than you could ever anticipate or visualize for yourself? Do you have the faith to trust in the direction that you're going? So I want to leave that with you today. And I want to leave you with these two announcements as well before we dive into today's phenomenal episode on all things financial literacy and really developing a better relationship with money. So the first announcement is we have the Sip and Social event coming back on September 22nd for local female entrepreneurs and business owners, whether you're aspiring to be or you already have yourself set up and established. Um, This is such an incredible opportunity to get in the room with like-minded women who are doing bold things in this world. Remember, there's a vision you're executing on. There's a plan that you're moving through. Get in the room with people who are taking those actions that you are taking and want to be taking in a bigger capacity because the last time that we did this, not only was the feedback absolutely incredible and the venue and the food, but these women walked away with new clients, new connections, new inspirations, new ideas, new friendships, and ultimately that is what business is all about. So the tickets are going to be in the show notes for you to grab um, if you are ready to really make 2022 and 2023 this incredible master plan for your life, for your business. And then the second announcement is 
Intuition Academy is remaining open. You can jump in today and get started in learning all the practices, principles, and foundational teachings that are required for you to truly rid yourself of healers and psychics in your future for your life. I started doing healings and readings, so I'm not shaming or shunning anyone who does. But what I am saying is you actually don't need them and they can actually hinder and hold you back from the growth and the healing that you do desire to seek, especially if you're stuck in mental limitations, self-doubt, self um Uh, lack of self-love, lack of self-confidence, you struggle to be able to have the clarity to see through the challenges that you're facing. Maybe you are manifesting more money or wanting to. Maybe you want that deeper connected relationship. Maybe you want to be able to communicate more effectively. Maybe you no longer want to carry the resentment of your past or you are carrying resentment towards your past, whether it be others or decisions that you have made. Intuition Academy is a program that has walked women through the process of not only learning hypnosis techniques that I can support you with in alignment sessions, individual alignment sessions, but this program is meant to teach you how to be able to apply these this knowledge and these tools and these teachings to your life indefinitely because eventually there's always going to be some other curveball or another challenge that is faced that you face in your life. Remember, as you evolve, you change the character that you are. You are the main character of your life and characters require different identities, require different thoughts, require different habits, require different patterns, require different connections. And so going through Intuition Academy will truly help you to be able to walk away having these incredible tools for life that will allow you to not need someone else to validate your experience. Then not only will you be able to have an honest look at yourself and your life and your role, but be able to know how to actually shift it from a state of limitation to one of expansion and openness and truth. So the link is in the show notes. And if this is something that you are no longer available for waiting on, you're no longer available to spend all the money on the on the courses that are going to teach you specified things about manifesting or relationship building, like it is literally all in here. If you are no longer available to continue to go to healers after having gone to many healers and still find yourself perpetuating and experiencing this same type of problems and cycles, same with psychics, this program is genuinely for you. I want you to know how to connect to your intuition, how to build your relationship with God, not through a church, but building it through you, through God, and through his word. And to know the actual step-by-step actions that you get to take to help you to have those breakthroughs constantly, no matter what you face. So again, the link will be in the show notes for you. And I'm going to turn it over to the interview with Sandra because it is absolutely remarkable. And like I said, grab a paper and a pen because it is something that you need in your life, especially If you're on the trend of manifesting more money or struggling with finances, Sandra's going to set it all straight for you. All right. I'm excited for you to tune in. I will see you on the other side. So Sandra, thank you so much for being here with us today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Riley. I'm glad we finally connected. We've been in each other's networks for like a year now and we're finally getting around to this. (laughs) Yeah. And as we were talking before this, I was thinking like, 
I'm pretty sure we've had it scheduled to do a podcast interview and we've had to like move things around and now it just literally worked out and it's so perfect. All the stars were aligned today for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. So I would love for you to just start off with introducing you and the work that you do in this world. Yeah, thank you so much. So uh, basically my history is I was a former financial planner. I was working in corporate finance, uh, you know, for about seven years in Melbourne, Australia. Then the pandemic hit and I moved home to Canada. So I live in Vancouver, Canada now. And I come from a family of financial planners. My mom is a financial planner. My brother is as well. And we really found that you know, as with my mom having 35 experiences, 35 years experience, we found that there was a big gap in the market of the age group of sort of 33 to 47 year olds. And it's the people who are in the family planning years of their life, the building new businesses, getting married, buying their first family home. And there's no one in their corner to help them make sound financial decisions to get them to a point where they have enough wealth to need a financial planner, which is like the later stages, right? So I started working with younger couples in my practice in Australia. And I realized that what was more important to them than the investment advice was the relationship with money, the coaching and understanding, improving their financial literacy, how to make better money decisions so that they could get to the life of their dreams and build it and have a roadmap to get there. So that's how my business was created. That's the concept behind it. My business is called Make That Money Honey. So I also have my own podcast called Make That Money Honey Podcast. That's my Instagram as well. So make that money dot honey, which is H-U-N-N-I. And yeah, so now I run a completely global online business coaching young professionals about how to have better control of their money, better relationship with money, have a better marriage and all of those types of things. Ah, I love that. And what you do is so wildly important because even coming from someone who just grew up with out any sort of financial wealth, like my parents, we had a comfortable life. We always got to do the activities and we had the food on the table and all those kinds of things. But my parents always had that mentality and belief, like you deal with it yourself, you work really hard and you'll make wealth eventually maybe, or the poor get poor and the rich get richer. And it just kind of like is left up to luck. And so I grew up with that. And and then coming into also owning and running a business, it was like, what do I do? Like, there's way more to this than just like, you make a sale, you get money and you put some money aside from taxes, then you eventually pay taxes. It's like, where, how, where, and how are people finding the information to actually be able to grow their ability? Cause then we get into business and we hear scaling and growth and multiple million and hundred of million and all these billion dollar months. And it's like, how are people actually getting there? And it's not from sitting on a floor with your eyes closed, sitting in a pool of money in your mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I learned that very, very quickly when it was kind of the first thing that's presented to people when they want to have a better financial experience is to meditate on it and to call more in and to attract it. And so I'd love to hear your perspective of how you, I'm sure you hear that all the time, but then you go and you say, actually, let's go in this direction because it's going to help you. What does that look like for you? Yeah, that's a great question. So as you said, like we can, and I know that a lot of what you do in your audience is about 
the law of attraction and inviting that money into your life and, and the belief that you need to have around uh, how much you're worth, your, you know, your pricing and all of that and the abundance. There's also the technical side of finance, right? And the financial technical side is about really understanding your business and your numbers. As you said, we don't just earn money, pay taxes and yes. see what's left, right? Like that's not how life works. However, that's how life works for a lot of people. And all they, and some people don't even put money aside for taxes. They dread tax season. They don't put anything aside and then they're whacked with a big tax bill. That's a whole other story. But as business owners and as individuals, whether you work in corporate and you have a full-time salary job, or whether you are just starting out in your first business or well and truly into your third, fourth, fifth year of business, the concept is the same. You need to understand your numbers. And what I mean by that is there's the difference between income and profit, right? People see money hit the bank and let's say, for example, they have a $10,000 month in their business and they're like, yay, I have a $10,000 month. I'm going to go blow it on new marketing, an assistant, a social media campaign, a blah, 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 a blah, blah, blah. And before they know it, that 10 grand is gone. Right. And then the next month there's crickets. They might hit 1500 or 2000. And then the next month they might hit 3000. And so as new entrepreneurs and as business owners, one of the most important things that you can learn to do is manage fluctuating income months and prepare for fluctuating income months because we can manifest all the money that we want to come into our life. But if we don't actually know how to manage the money that is hitting our bank account, then we're never going to get ahead. So there's a couple of really simple strategies that I can uh, give to your listeners that they can take away from this and be like, oh, I can implement this right away. So if you are listening, now's your chance to get a pen and paper, get your mm -hmm. notes out on your phone and take away these couple little things. So number one is always have an emergency cash buffer account with at least three months of your living expenses. Yeah. Okay. Because as we know, as entrepreneurs, Sometimes we have a summer slowdown. Sometimes we have a cold winter and, you know, there's all these different seasons within our business that our income can, can vary greatly. And we never want to put ourselves at risk of not being able to pay our living expenses and provide for our family. If that's, you know, what we need to do. So number one, emergency cash buffer, minimum three months of your living expenses set aside that you don't use. It's it's called emergency for a reason. The next is when you get money coming in for your, from your business, making sure that you allocate every dollar of that income to a different place. So you can use the law of percentages, for example, and I'll tell you how to do a very easy calculation. So if you want to do, uh, you know, people, people go, oh, percentages, they confuse me. So again, let's use that $10,000 example. And we say, okay, we want to go 30% is going to be set aside for tax. So we go to, in a calculator, we go 10,000 times 0 0.3. And that's how much money you put away in your tax account. Then you say, I want to put 20, 20% uh, aside for investing back into my business, let's say into marketing and social media. So you go 10,000 times 0 0.2. That's going to give you the amount for your social media and marketing. Then you have 
call it 30% for your actual products and services. Now, if you're a service-based industry, this might include your course platforms, your videographer, your admin assistant, things like that. So every dollar that comes into your account from your business is being allocated based on a percentage to a certain area of your business. And that may even include paying yourself, right? Yeah. So 10% paying yourself and the other 90% is going to different functions within your business. You'll quickly see that that 10 grand is gone quickly but at least you've given it direction. You've told it where to go as opposed to just blindly paying for things without a plan. And that's how we get ourselves into trouble. I can definitely, so, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, go jump in. Yeah. I was just going to say, I can definitely attest to that because even like last year I had some of like the, or even beginning of this year, I had some of the biggest months that I ever had. And me and my husband looked at each other like, "Wow, it's like we won the lottery. And we didn't, we, you know, we had maybe 50 to 60% of it allocated to things that bills and debt repayment and stuff like that. But then the rest of it, it was like a free for all 40 to 50%. And what happens Mm -hmm. is exactly what you said is the next month, you can't necessarily count on that same amount or more coming in. And what happens is then you drive yourself into positions where it's like, uh, oh, wait, I probably shouldn't have done that. However, if you Mm -hmm. don't actually change the habit, you're going to consistently run into that same problem over and over again. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head there. And it's so easy to get into this free for all mentality whenever we have a big bonus come into our business and we're like, holy crap, we just hit our first 25K month. This is amazing. I'm going to go spend it here, 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 here. Right. And then you're like, whoa, wait a minute your hands start to get sweaty and you look at your next month income and it's only three or 4,000 and you go, Oh crap. How are we going to meet our debt repayments? How are we going to pay for our mortgage? How are we going to put food on the table? How are we going to do this, this, this? So being really diligent about not getting excited when you do have those big months, obviously you want to celebrate and you want to, you know, get excited, but looking at your business as a 12 month calendar, rather than a month by month calendar. So for example, if you know that you want to invest in coaching and masterminds, set yourself a limit for the year. And I learned from Chris Harder, who is an amazing business coach to only allocate 10% or less of your business income to coaching and masterminds. Because what happens is when we're at the beginning of our career, We want to invest all this money because we think it's going to generate so much money for us that we end up spending so much on coaching and masterminds and all this stuff, but it's the action that we take that is going to make us money. It's the doing the boring work, the grit, you know, showing up in our business, making the reels, making the posts, updating our website, doing reach outs in our stories and in the DMs and all that stuff. That's going to make you money. Those are your income producing activities coaching and masterminds, we get sucked into this trap of spending so much money on learning, learning, learning that we're not doing, doing, doing. So when we get a 25K month, we're like, great, now I'm going to spend five grand on this coaching program that's going to sell all my sales, you know, boost my sales and blah, blah, blah. That's all fair and well. But if your limit for the year is $10,000 in coaching, 
stick to that $10,000 in coaching and reinvest the rest of that money into other areas of your business. And other areas of your business might be a cash bank account to accommodate for fluctuating months of income. So you've got that buffer. So you're like, okay, I had a 25K month, five grand is going to coaching and that's 50% of my coaching budget for the whole year. So that you're not doing a new coaching program every single month that's five grand just because you're starting to make more money, right? Limit yourself on what you're spending money on. You need to have a plan in place for your business in the first, well, for every year of your business, but particularly in the first two years. Otherwise, you will get excited, you will blow all your earnings, and then you will be wondering why your business is not growing because you haven't reinvested the money back into things like paying yourself, reinvesting into marketing so that you can expand and grow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I really love this because not only is it just, there's so much truth to it in terms of business growth, but you can equally take this and apply it to individual use as well, where if you're not necessarily running a business and you're listening to this because you want that ability to have a better experience with your money personally, the same concept still applies. So instead of it being that 10% for your business, it's that 10% for your extras. That could be your vacation fund. That could be the boat or the quad that you really want. Absolutely. Yeah. It could be the overindulging shopping trips that you want. And it's so important to understand this because like I said, growing up, it was just, you work for your money, you get what you get, and you basically pray and hope for the best. And running a business actually taught me that that's not how it works at all. And that concept of money doesn't even exist anymore because within that, there's this framework of, we'll just save, like save some money, just put a little bit aside and and it'll grow. And that's essentially become your, uh, your emergency fund. But even within that, then you come to find, oh, here's a repair on our car. And it's great. You had that emergency fund, but it's wiped away. And you only did it in the months where you had a little bit more coming in. It wasn't a disciplinary action. And what for me, and I'd love to hear your take on this, what really started to just bug the shit out of me when it came to the energy world with money was there was so much misleading information about how money is just energy and we all just get to experience abundance and it comes in the form of random who knows where and when just trust that it'll be there but for a lot of people who also don't have a sense of discipline or understand their finances they don't know that they have 15 subscriptions coming out every month that cost them over $60 and they're just reoccurring where they don't realize how much they're actually paying as a penalty and in interest rates on their credit cards because they're just racking them up and they're not necessarily paying anything but the minimum payments off. And then in so many other examples that sitting and me- meditating on money isn't actually going to bring you more. And even if it did, you're still going to run into the same problems because you're not actually looking at where you are right now. And that's not going to help you to get out of where you are just because you bring more in. Oh, I love what you said there. And, and, you know, we can start generating all the money in the world. We can start sharing it on social media. I just had a $50,000 month. I just had a $20,000 month. I'm so sick of coaches saying this because <laughs> how much money your business brings in versus how much you spend 
are two totally different things. And that's why I say there's the income versus profit discussion. Mm -hmm. Profit is what you actually keep. People could be spending, people could be getting $50,000 months, but they could be spending $40,000 on Facebook ads. You know what I mean? So really they're only profiting $10,000 and that's assuming they're not spending any money on anything else. Right. So don't get wrapped up in this comparison loop of, oh my God, this person's business made this much, or I had this massive income month. It's not about the dollars that come in. It's about what you do with them. And the only way that you're ever going to get ahead financially is by having a plan and telling every single dollar where it needs to go. So if you're looking at a hundred cents in $1, where, how many cents are going into your emergency cash buffer? How many cents are going into your personal bank account? So you can pay for your living expenses with your family. How many cents are going into your marketing budget, into your assistant into all of your subscriptions and platforms. And before you know it, those hundred cents are quickly gone. But if you don't tell those hundred cents where to go, they're going to go even faster. Mm -hmm. And then month after month, year after year, you're going to be wondering, why is my business income growing, but my personal wealth is staying the same? And this is the really big catch that a lot of people don't understand. You can be bringing in $250,000, $500,000 a year. But if you don't know how to manage where that money is going, you are never going to generate actual wealth. And wealth creation is a slow and steady process. There's no such thing as get rich quick. We can see Mm -hmm. that with Bitcoin. We can see that with all these crypto people that just absolutely took a beating in the last couple of months, you know, because Sure, you can get rich quick, but the things that can make you rich fast can make you broke twice as fast. Yeah. Because if everyone's doing it, what do you think is going to happen, right? Yeah. So when we look at building actual wealth, legacy wealth, as you said, you guys had a comfortable upbringing, but you're now about to bring your third child fourth for your family into the world. How do we create legacy wealth that can be passed on to give your children opportunities that maybe you never had, help them start their own businesses, help them buy their first home or go to university or whatever it is that is important to you and your family. By doing that, it's spending less than you earn. And it's literally the easiest equation, spending less than you earn and investing the rest. And investing the rest can be in a multitude of different ways diversification is the key here. So you're not putting all your eggs in one basket and really understanding this concept of little and often is more important than big and once in a while. So if you can only afford to put a hundred dollars a month aside, that hundred dollars compounded over the course of the next 45 years of your life is going to have a bigger impact than if you're like, Oh, I'm just going to wait until I have two grand at the end of the year and then start investing. So it's the the monthly habits, the weekly habits, the understanding how much money's coming in, spending less than that and investing the rest. That's going to actually build you wealth over long-term. Yeah. I love everything that you're saying so much because it's even when I was like, okay, I started to realize that this whole make money, spend money and save money wasn't really how it works. I turned to books and Rich Dad, Poor Dad series has been such a great one for me because it helps you to actually increase your intellectual understanding of money 
versus necessarily just some of his books are more step-by-step in terms of just raising your cash flow, but um, just understanding that exactly what you're saying right now is the only way to actually get more money in your life. And it really Mm -hmm. comes down to that habit and that discipline. And I think what's so misleading for a lot of people is that they turn to, well, I want to have a better relationship with my money and I want to make more money. Even jumping into MLM containers, if you're a mom at home and you're like, hey, I want to have something that I can do and a product that I love and share that, the same thing applies. It's There's a bunch of people at the top saying how much they're making, but they're not telling you how much they're spending. And so it looks like a great number and you get hooked on this whole dream life vacation, but it's like, those dream life vacations are a part of their expenses. It's a part of their marketing plan to get you to enroll under their team. And so even, and then the business models come in with that too. So it's like really understanding that if you're going into something for a business purpose, for a side hustle to even a raise in the work that you do now, go in it because you want to be more disciplined with your money. Don't go in it because that number looks really flashy because This is one of the things that I've always like, it didn't, I didn't understand it at first until I started understanding money or intellectuals around money. But it's like over 80% of the people who win the lottery end up broker than when they won it in the first place. And the reason is exactly because of what you're talking about. They get this big number drop into their account and then game on. I want the theme park in my backyard. I want the mansion. I want the Jordan shoe collection. And and then they get to this point where they're like, wait, I didn't do anything with it. And personally for us, my husband ended up getting an insurance policy payout when he went through all his heart surgery stuff. And we literally did the same thing. We took 15,000 of it and we invested into a portfolio. And then we basically just went like, ooh, what can we buy with the rest of it? not planning for those additional months or the unexpected uh, then news that he needed more surgeries. So what Mm -hmm. we assumed would be this like one-time surgery, one-time payout, it'd be this great thing. He ended up having to go on another year, almost, almost another full two years, which included three more surgeries. So because we never planned for having the money up front to be like, hey, we can put six months ahead and this amount in a portfolio, And we can start, you know, we can get some things that we love because there's nothing wrong with that, but not just going out to every store every day or doubling up on Starbucks. Oh man, we were so hilarious. Like we were literally that typical couple who gets a chunk of money dropped in their account and it's like, game on, how fast can we spend this? We were double fist in Starbucks almost every day. And it's like, I look back at that and I don't regret it because it was fun and it was just, it was a great example of why to never do it again. But I look back on that and I'm like, oh, that's how people get themselves into problems with money. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for sharing that and and being so vulnerable with that story because that's not an easy thing to admit. And obviously you can laugh about it now because you are, you know, you looking back, you're like, wow, we learned so much from going through that experience, but exactly right. Whether it's an inheritance, whether it's winning the lottery, whether it's selling your home that you paid nothing for, and then all of a sudden you sold it for four times the original price. And now you've got this huge chunk of money, whatever it is, if you come into a large sum of money, it's so easy to just blow it. So what I suggest is like, 
allow yourself 10% of whatever that number is. So, you know, take the number times it by 0.1 and have fun with that 10% and be like, this is our fun money. The other 90%, we're going to tell it where to go. And if you invest that 90%, you could literally have a recurring income stream of five, 10, 20, 30, $50,000 a year that you can continuously have on an ongoing basis if you do the right thing with it and get it into something that is going to make you money. And this is how the rich get richer. Their money makes money. So yeah. whether it's investment properties, whether it's the stock market, whether it's businesses, they own assets that are income producing assets. If your money is not making money for you, that's how you will be a slave to work for the rest of your life. So the number one easiest win is paying off your credit card in full every month. If you have, you have no idea how many people I meet who have 10 or $15,000 sitting in cash in their bank account, and they have a $7,000 credit card balance, and they're paying 20% interest on their credit card balance because they don't want to use their cash to pay it off because they might need it in a rainy day. But instead of it, they're paying 20% interest on a credit card. This to me, and pardon my French, no judgment here, but this is the stupidest financial decision you could ever make ever make. If you've got cash to pay off your credit card and you've got cash earning zero point nothing percent in your bank account, and you've got a credit card balance charging you 19 to 25% interest, pay that shit off, <laughs> get rid of it and start making better decisions, whether you have to reduce your credit limit. So you're not tempted to rack it back up or whatever, you know, that's the quickest win that you can have with your finances, pay off your debts, close the account. If you've got more than one, nobody needs more than one credit card. If you've got one credit card that you use for accumulating points and travel and checking into hotels, they always take that pre-off thing, Keep one credit card and pay it off in full every month. But there's no reason you need an Amex, a MasterCard, three visas, one for this, one for that. It's, it will destroy your life. Yeah. It will destroy your life. Live within your means. Quickest way to get ahead. Yeah. Oh, I love this conversation so much. And I really hope that those who are listening gain a lot of value out of this, even just in some ways that they can start today with sitting down and mm -hmm. looking at their overall finances. One thing that I always suggest to my clients is start with literally your bank account and your credit card statements and see what you're paying for. Because there's so many little things like, oh, I have Netflix and Amazon Prime and Crave TV and like $60, $70 worth of TV subscriptions. Totally. And it's like, for what? An hour or two mm -hmm. a night, maybe? Like, couldn't you just have one? Totally. And then again, comes down to living within your means. So looking mm -hmm. at these things, closing out the things that you don't need, and then taking everything that Sandra's saying, and it's like, start directing your money where it needs to go. And that alone is going to bring you so much more peace of mind because not only do you know where your money's going and where it's coming from, but now when you go to sit down in those meditations to call in the more abundance and live in, swim in the pool of cash, it's actually tangible for you to feel like that because you feel mm -hmm. more in control of what you already have. <clears throat> absolutely. Absolutely. I love the word control of what you have because you can manifest all the money in the world. But like we've said before, if you don't know what to do with it, you're going to be constantly feeling overwhelmed, stressed, 
anxious because you're constantly going to be having to manifest more, manifest more, manifest more because you're not actually creating anything. You're not building that wealth. You're not getting on top of your credit card payments. So like for every hundred dollars that you pay off on your credit card, that's like paying off the equivalent of $120 because of 20% interest. So get excited about that. How do you want to make your money work for you? If you're in debt, you're paying off faster and get excited about that feeling of like, I'm getting closer to being debt-free. I'm getting closer to removing the credit card shackles from my ankles that are holding me back in my abundance mentality. It's impossible to have an abundance mentality when you have thousands of dollars of personal debt that has accumulated in your car loans, credit cards, personal bank accounts, whatever. I'm excluding mortgages because mortgages is a, diff is a different thing. But personal debt, it's very hard to act in an abundant mindset and mentality when you know that your true self is bad with money and, and not making sound financial decisions. So the quicker that you can get a handle on this, and even if it's just putting the practice into place so that you feel more responsible, the quicker you're going to invite more abundance into your life, because all of a sudden the world is going to feel that your energy is like, Hey, I got this. I got this. I got this under control. I know I have a plan. And, you know, this is what I work with my private clients and my coaching uh, with entrepreneurs, especially I work with a lot of women entrepreneurs is they've never been taught about money. They've never been the primary financial control in their household. And all of a sudden money starts coming into them and they're like, oh shit, now what? Right. So this is where, this is where the work starts. I love that. Well, Sandra, it's been so wonderful having this conversation with you. And I'd love for you to just let everyone know where they can find you. I know you talked about it in the beginning, but just resharing that and what you have going on at this time so people can jump into your experience and get a better handle on their money. <clears throat> Yeah. Thank you so much. So uh, Instagram is my biggest platform. So I have two accounts. I've got my business account, which is at make that money honey. My personal account, which I'm a little more active on is at sandra.m.joe. And you can check out my website. My website is in the process of an overhaul at the moment, which, you know, it's obvious right now when we're recording, uh, but it's sandrajoe.com. All of the information about my courses, how to get in touch with me, booking a consultation call, getting on my email list. It's all on my website. So sandrajoe.com forward slash links. Uh, I do have a sex and money course coming up. So this is going to be for couples, individuals, anybody that wants to improve their relationship with money and also within their marriage and the correlation between second intimacy and having financial security. So that is going to be going live in October, 2022. I will make a promo code for any of your listeners for 10% off if they use the code Riley and they can get access and um, get all the juicy details. I love it. And we didn't have a chance to get into it. But if you're in a marriage and you're struggling with connection with your husband, your partner, this course is definitely going to be for you because one of the main number one burdens that couples carry is their financial stress. And when you have that, it directly affects your intimacy. So definitely go and be yes. a part of Sandra's world and check everything out. I'll, of course, have all her links and all the details in the show notes for you guys. And Sandra, it was just, once again, so wonderful connecting with you today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. We'll see you soon.
Before you go, I would love and appreciate so much if you could take a moment of your time to leave a five-star review. It helps me to be able to get this message out to so many more in the world. And I am so truly thankful that you choose this place to be every single week. Until next time, don't forget to find the magic in today.